As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at case.kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 452. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today I have something that really opened my eyes. It opened my eyes and really empowered me to rethink what is possible. It empowered me to rethink what I think is possible for me. And so I want to share a quick story, and I think you'll be really inspired by it, inspired to rethink how you compare yourself and what you think is possible or impossible as a result. And you compare yourself, right? It's the most human thing ever. We are constantly comparing ourselves to other people. The second you open your eyes in the morning, anytime you open up Instagram or TikTok, any commercial you see, When you're out and about people watching, we do it without even thinking. It doesn't really even register to us anymore. And, you know, sometimes I think that's okay. I think it's great. Sometimes comparing ourselves to other people is what encourages us to finally get our act together, to get our ass off the couch and do something. But more often than not, I find that we compare ourselves to other people from a place of lack. We see someone else doing great, looking great feeling great, accomplishing great things. And for some reason, instead of interpreting that in a motivating way of, hey, wow, look what's possible, we see it as a reason to doubt ourselves. We see their growth, their success, their accomplishments, and we doubt ourselves as a result because we give them credit, but for some reason we don't give ourselves any credit at all. And I bet you can relate to this in some form. You see that happy-go-lucky, confident, funny person, and you think to yourself, why can't I be like them? I'll never be that confident. I'm always tripping over myself. That'll never be me. Or you see someone accomplishing exactly what you want to accomplish, their career, music, art, whatever, and you think, man, they're so much better than me. They're so much more ahead than me, more talented than me. I'll never make it to that level. Sigh. 
you know, and we don't do this intentionally. Uh, of course not. It does not feel good to treat yourself in this way. It's, it's very draining. It's a downer, but we do it anyway. We see other people's growth, happiness, and success as a reason to doubt our own. But in light of this fact or this observation, I just want to share a quick story and a mindset to help you and to help me do the opposite of that. Do the opposite, literally the opposite. The opposite. I want us to see the example of other people, people who are doing what we want to do, who have accomplished what we want to accomplish, who feel how we want to feel, and I want us to be inspired by it inspired by it instead of seeing it as a reason to doubt ourselves, inspired by it as an example of what we can do instead of what is out of our reach. And the story goes like this. It's it's kind of a mix of psychology and mindset. So I think it's perfect for, for this podcast. And it's the story of the four minute mile. Maybe you've heard the story, maybe you haven't, but I read about this in Harvard Business Review, and it's a really interesting case study in how our human minds perceive what is possible. And basically what happened here is the story of how this guy, Roger Bannister, was the first person in recorded history to ever run a less than four-minute mile, a sub-four-minute mile, and that happened in 1954, so quite some time ago, and he ran it in three minutes and 55 seconds, which is insane, just side comment, that's nuts, and it's still very, very impressive by today's standards, but you know, in the year 2022, 2023, the sub four minute mile um, is impressive, but it's nothing like it was in 1954 because prior to that year, no one had ever broken that record. And in fact, it was like heralded as the most elusive accomplishment in running and in fitness and in just human accomplishment. It was this accomplishment that at the time, all of the great minds and coaches and athletes worldwide, they said it was not possible. They said, nope, it's not possible because for decades, people couldn't break it. Apparently, people started to try in the mid-1800s and no one was able. So it was like, you know, 80, 90, 100 years where people had been trying and failing. And so the popular opinion was, it's just not possible. You know, four minutes is as good as it gets. But then in May of 1954, along came Roger Bannister and he did it. He literally just woke up and did it, which kind of contradicted a lot of the thinking at the time because all of the great running and fitness minds said that, you know, maybe we can do it, but it needs to be perfect. It needs to be on a perfect day, on a perfect track with dry clay and like a good spring to it with great weather, no rain, no wind. But Roger did it on a cold day, <laughs> on a wet track. And obviously that's impressive, right? Kudos to Roger for doing it in what people at the time would consider suboptimal conditions, but that's not the story here. The fact that he did it is not the story. The story is the fact that, again, prior to Roger doing it, no one had accomplished this, a sub four minute mile, but then he did it in May 54. But following that is the story. A really interesting th thing happened about one month and a half, about a month and a half after Roger did it, someone else did it too. And then 11 months after that person, three more people did it. And then in the 50 years following Roger, over 1,000 people did it. It's kind of crazy, right? Here you have this thing where for decades people were trying and trying and trying and yet no one was able to crack the four-minute mark. 
and then Roger does it, and then right after him, it becomes this thing where more and more people are doing it. All of a sudden, it went from like zero to 100. What's up with that? What's up with that? It's like Roger opened up the floodgates for what is now possible. Well, according to these two Wharton School of Business professors, they wrote a book called The Power of Impossible Thinking. The momentum of accomplishment here, it wasn't the result of like evolution and, you know, physics or abilities in humans. It wasn't the result of like better running technology or shoe technology or some new running style or anything like that. It wasn't a physical change that opened up this new wave of accomplishment. It was a mindset change. And you could probably see where I'm going with this. Their book was titled The Power of Impossible Thinking, after all. And the takeaway from that is that with Roger providing the new example, the new mental model, suddenly people had proof that they could reset what they knew to be possible. It wasn't a sudden change in any technology or running or anything like that. What changed, though, is how people perceived the feat. They saw Roger do it, and suddenly, in the blink of an eye, the previously impossible was now possible. Oh, it is possible to run a mile in under four minutes. The mental model, as they refer to it, changed. Just like that, just because of Roger's accomplishment. And according to these professors, the you know the previous decades and decades of runners attempting to run this sub-four minute mile, they were all limited by their mental model. They were limited by a mindset that said a sub four minute mile was impossible. It's impossible. They were held back by their own mental model that defined what was possible and what was impossible. But once our good friend Roger did it, it reset their mental model. And now other people saw that it was possible. And then that translated in some way to their physical ability to do it, to break through a barrier that they previously were stopped by. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And, you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger 
or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at H-E-R-O dot C-O. And this is a pretty interesting observation, right? The mental limitation the runners had prior had put on themselves. They put it on themselves by saying this thing was impossible simply because they had no example of someone who had done it previously. So they kind of blindly limiting belief here said, no, it's not possible. And therefore no one was able to do it. But then along comes one singular person who did it, and this was published widely, and people heard about it and knew about it, and voila, it's not impossible after all, and then more and more people are able to do it themselves, all because their mental models changed. So what do you think about that? You know, And there's plenty of literature written about this that proves that what we believe is possible or impossible truly does limit or empower us with our ability, our actual tangible ability. And I'm sure you have proof in your life of this as well. Like when you're young and you just don't have exposure to certain information, you might think something is impossible and therefore you never try to do it. But then, you know, when you grow up, you take it off that pedestal because, oh, you realize it is possible. And then maybe you throw your hat in a ring and you try it and you do it. But your perspective changes, your ability changes, what you're willing to try changes once that mental model changes. Really interesting stuff. And I bring this up in the context of self-comparison for the obvious reason. We should look to the people we compare ourselves to, the people who have what we want or who are who we want to be, and we should see their example in the way other people saw Roger Bannister. It's proof of what is possible. It's proof of what is possible for you. It's not proof that you should doubt yourself because, yeah, there's a large gap between where you are and where they are. It's not that. It's proof that you can close the gap because now you have proof of what is possible. That should be motivating, right? Right? No, seriously though, right? <laughs> like at the end of the day, we're going to compare ourselves to other people. We are. I can't stop us from doing this. In fact, I read that as many as 10% of our daily thoughts, 10% are devoted to comparing ourselves to other people. So I don't think we're going to break free of our you know, inclination to do that. But what we do have a real opportunity to do on a daily basis is make a decision, a simple decision. Do we look to other people's examples as proof that we'll never have what they have, or do we see it as proof of what is possible? That's the question. That's the question. And the example of Roger Bannister and the sub four minute mile lends maybe some concrete thinking to the power of our own mental models because it encourages us to ask ourselves what is possible what is impossible what have we told ourselves we are worthy of or unworthy of what have we placed on a pedestal so high that we really 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 doubt our ability to reach it can we hit reset and redefine our mental models can we hit reset and transform what we believe is possible that's the question, and that's all I really want to put on the table for this episode. Really simple question. What have you told yourself is impossible? What have you told yourself is impossible for you? And then, okay, what example can you find that maybe disproves that? 
And when you look to that example, what do you tell yourself? Do you tell yourself that you'll never be that person, have that thing, or be that way? Or do you see it as proof of what is possible for you? Not just what is possible in general, but what is possible for you, specifically for you. That is the question. And you know, it makes sense practically that this is a powerful mindset for us to evaluate, right? I'm literally just talking about limiting beliefs. I think that's the the key phrase we come back to here, limiting beliefs. But it's so important because if you think something is impossible, why would you ever go for it? Why would you shoot your shot if you had already told yourself that person would never want anything to do with you? Why would you waste your time applying for a job if you already told yourself they would never be interested in you? You wouldn't. Be honest, you probably would not. We are wired to avoid doing things that we are convinced will result in failure or embarrassment or rejection. We don't do those things. We don't go for it. We limit ourselves. But what empowers us to at least try is our mental model. Our mental model that for one says it is possible, but also says it is possible for us specifically, party of one. And I can give example after example in my life where now looking back, I realize this is so true. Hindsight, hindsight's always twenty twenty. The The most meta one, of course, would be this very podcast, what I do for a living writing. I remember being like four years into my, you know, corporate career and in sales and, and it was like 2016 or something. And I said, oh, for sure, you know, being an author full time is not possible. It's possible for John Grisham or Tom Clancy, but you know, no way for me. And I remember saying the same thing about podcasting in 2018. I said, no, that's, that's for Joe Rogan, not for me. You know, luckily I at least had a mental model that showed it was possible for some people, but I had severely limited myself by saying that it wasn't possible for me. But what changed was when I tried, and I know that's cheesy, but it did change my mental model when I decided to put myself in the game when I saw the few people but definitely present examples of people who were full-time authors or full-time podcasters. And I said, okay, I'll try. And then fast forward five years, that's granted five years of full freaking effort, never missing a day, never giving up, but five years of that. And my mental model changed from that's impossible to, oh, maybe it is possible to even further, oh, maybe it is possible for me. My mental model evolution And I just want to encourage you to reconsider how you compare yourself. That's the context here, comparing yourself. Is there example proof of what's impossible for you? Or is it proof of what's possible for you? That's the question. And I would just encourage you to ask it and be willing to try. Be willing to reset your mental model and then take one step forward and then another and another. And when you do, I'm confident you'll start firming up that mental model that says this is possible. And not just that, but this is possible for you. So that's it. Short episode. I'll end it right there. If this was helpful, I'd be so grateful if you'd share it with a friend. I'm sure they'd appreciate it coming from you. Maybe it can motivate them to keep trying, keep moving forward. But that's it. Thank you as always so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.